This call may be
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy good Thursday. Good morning, and Sister Lisa. And have a Lisa. great day. And God Thank bless you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Same to you. Hey, hey. God bless you, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you're, you. You're so welcome. Good morning, Susie. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. How are you? I'm good. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, too. All right, I'm going on mute. Okay. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Rochelle. Happy Thursday. I love you, Miss Diane. Oh, happy Thursday to you, I love you, you too, too, honey. I love you, too. <laughs> I love you, too. Love you too. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? A beautiful day that the Lord let us see. Is anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else join the call? Beautiful day that the Lord let us see. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Diamond from the Ecclesia. Well, good morning. Glad that you joined us this, this morning. I'm glad that God woke me up to join. That's right. God is good. You, I mean, All the you time. are very sick. Yeah. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Good morning, Leomia. <clears throat> Excuse me. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. This is Rita. Good morning, Rita. Anyone else like to say good morning? It's a beautiful day. God woke us up. 
Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? And anybody else like to say good morning? Oh, good morning, Susie. This is Juliet. Good morning, Juliet. Good morning. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Good morning, Susie. Beautiful day. Anyone else like to say good morning before I get started with the call? Okay, well, this morning, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Juliet. Then the declaration will be brought by Kathy LaFleur. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. And I will repeat that again. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Kathy LaFleur. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Second John 1 and 9. Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Juliet. God bless you all. Yes. 
being my friend. Thank you, Jesus, for being my friend. I just want to thank you. I just got to praise you. I just want to thank you, Lord. Lord, I just want to thank you this morning. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord. Giving us the privilege to come together and pray, Lord. As a collective body, Lord, your body, Father God, we come together and pray and just thank you glorify you for just being so good to us, Lord. You woke us up this morning, Lord, in the right state of mind, Father God. You woke up, uh, us up this morning to, to get on this prayer line, Father God, and to pray together, to reason together, Lord, to, to strengthen each other and walk with each other through this process, this place called life, Lord. And I thank you and I praise you that you said in your word that you would never leave nor forsake us, but that you would always be there, Father God. We can always count on you because you're not a man that you can lie. Whatever you say you're going to do, you'll do it, Father God. Yes, you have been our closest friend, Lord, our closest confidant. We can come to you about everything, Father God. It doesn't matter where, what stat, stat, status we're in. doesn't matter where our mindset is at, Father God. You just want us to come, Lord, to, to, to look at you as our trusted friend and to lay our burdens at your feet, Lord. You tell us to cast our cares upon you because you care for us, Father God. Lord, you care for us. And when you say cast them, you don't say you don't tell us to come and pick them back up. You tell us to just, just lay them at your feet because you know what's best. You know how you're going to work this situation out, all the things that we're going through, Father God. You already know how you're going to work these things out, Father God. So I thank you, and I just praise you, Lord. I thank you for life. I thank you for health. I thank you for for strength, Father God, that you are a very present help in time of trouble, Lord. When we look around and we see no one else there, you're there, Father God, and you're always there in the nick of time, Father God. I thank you for every every training and teaching that you take us through through our trials and tribulations, Father God. We go through stuff, Lord, and there's a reason for everything, Sometimes it's for you to teach us, and sometimes, Lord, it's for you to teach others, Lord. And sometimes, Lord, you're taking us to another level. But whichever, whatever the circumstances is, Lord, we don't go through any of it alone, Father God. You're always there right there, Father God. I thank you that you're always the teacher that's always in the room, even though you're silent sometimes, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for protection, Father God, as we slept through the night, Lord, and for our family members, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that, you know, we sometimes we drive and we have our minds on things that, you know, just they're just all my mind, our minds are all over the place, Father God. And we wonder how we get from point A and point B. I thank you, Lord, that you, you're behind the wheel. You're driving us, Father God, to our destination, Lord. Father God, just like you're driving us to our, pur- to our purposes, Father God. I'm just thankful and just grateful just for life, health, and strength. I thank you, Lord, that, yes, we wake up, someone's waking up, and we got aches and pains, Lord, but that pain, those aches, let us know we're still we're still here, we're still alive, Father God, and there's somebody else that's always uh, worse off than we are, Father God, so we should be thankful and grateful, Lord, even for the little things, the little uh, mishaps, the little pains that we have, Lord, because, Father God, it could be a lot worse. Father God, I thank you, and I praise you, Lord, that, you know, 
you're perfecting that which concerns us, the things that are on our minds, that you know, that flow about our family, for about our jobs, about whatever, Father God. But as you said, if we keep our minds upon you, that you will give us that perfect peace. And as we reflect upon you, Father God, Lord, you're working everything out. You're working it out. We may not see it at that moment, Father God, but if we just continue to keep our eyes on you, Lord, things. So I thank you, Father God, for being that, that very present help in time of trouble. I thank you for being that peace that passes all understanding. Lord, and I thank you for being that joy that cometh in the morning, Father God. You know, this world, as we're progressing towards your coming, we already know what the word said about what's going to happen. We have wars and rumors of wars, Father God. You know, earthquakes and famines and different places that never happened before. But you tell us not to be, not to lose heart. Because these are signs that you are coming soon, Father God. It's just like the sun rises every day and we're able to see this new day. You say your joy will come in the morning, Father God. And one day, Lord, when that, in that great getting of the morning, we'll be able to see you face to face, Father God, and it'll be all worth it. So if we just can hold on, you tell us to stay in the race. So the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but to those that endure. So, Lord, we just thank you for the enduring power to get through this day, Father God. So, Lord, I ask that you be with those that are sick right now, Father God. You said the prayer of the righteous avails much, so we are praying on their behalf, Lord, and thanking you in advance, Lord, for healing their bodies, Lord. For those that are grieving, Lord, I thank you that you said that you are a father to the fatherless and a husband to the widow, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, that you are our comfort. So I ask that you give them peace in this time, Lord, of despair. I ask, Lord, that you be those footprints in the stand for them. Lord, that they can, you know, they're only resting on your shoulders if you take them and carry them across the threshold of pain that they're feeling at this time. And, Lord, I ask that you be with us all and continue to just give us, you know, a clean heart, Lord. Give us a desire to have a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within us, Lord. Cast us not away from thy presence, Lord, but restore unto us the joy of thy salvation, Lord. Please don't take your spirit from us, Father God. Help us to continue to press in, Lord. Let us be like Peter, Lord, as he walked across the water. Just keep our eyes stayed upon you, Lord. But, Lord, I just ask, and I and just want to just thank you and glorify you for this beautiful day. And people of God, I ask that you take your, your phone off of, uh, of mute and let us praise God for this beautiful day. Praise him. Before, Our before. dear Heavenly Father, Father we thank you for this morning. We thank you for all that you do. Lift up my hand to you and say, Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And my hands are working like this wonderful day. I love you so much, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 
Amen. To God be the glory. Ah, glory to your name, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thou art faithful. Thou art worthy to be praised. Good morning. Declare victory. Please forgive me. Because I'm already full. Glory to God. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I just want to give praises to God for just being who he is, for being merciful and loving and kind and and as the, the prayer warrior said, patient and faithful to us. I just bless God. Um, I'm just so honored to be here with you guys today, as always, just thankful and grateful any time that God gives an opportunity to stand and and allow him to use me as his vessel. And so this morning, there's going to be several scriptures written or read in your hearing um, because this word has to be weaved together by the Holy Spirit. And so um, we'll be in the book of Genesis and we'll walk through a couple of scriptures through there. But um, And you can write them down. I'll make sure that you have the text. Um, but in order for me to get to what God is speaking, I have to give you the bulk of of these scriptures together. Um, and so let us go ahead and just get into this declaration. I'm so grateful to our hostess and to the prayer and, and, and the prayer warriors and Dion and everyone that makes up Declare Victory and to Ecclesia who is joining us also on the call. Thank God I heard some of the members um, come in this morning. So God bless you all. God bless you all. I love you. Let's go ahead and go to Genesis chapter one. And if you have your Bible app or your physical Bible, um, we're just going to be flipping through uh, some of the scriptures. And I promise it'll all make sense in the end. Genesis one, beginning at verse number 26. Um, We're going to be reading verse 26. And it says, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Let's go ahead and move to Genesis chapter 2, just one verse, verse 7. Genesis 2, verse 7, and it reads, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Um, Jump down to verse 18 of that same chapter, 2 and 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone, and I will make him and help meet for him. Genesis 2:20 through 24 says, And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. 
And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Jumping over to Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse number 7. Genesis 3, starting at 7. Um, and going down to 10, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Genesis 3, this is our final text for this morning. Genesis 3, verse 21. And Adam also to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. And we're just going to talk just for a few moments. Where are you? Where are you? God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight as I yield my vessel over to you, Lord God. You speak now here to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I have to tell you that I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm so emotional uh, this morning, it's not, it's not tears of sadness. It's more uh, being in awe of how God works. So um, yesterday, you know, I was working um, a little bit more on the the uh, declaration for today, and um, as I was studying and reading about covenants and relationships and things like that, I had everything written out. And so this morning, my plan was to get up, you know, a few hours early so that I could, you know, just read through some of the things that God was showing me about relationships and covenant and and um, unity and, and um, just coming together as one and, and being in a radical relationship one with another. Um, but lo and behold, oh God, so lo and behold, as I began to look over what I had yesterday, it seems like I couldn't see the the notes that I had uh, typed out. Um, and the reason why I couldn't see, it wasn't that my glasses were foggy or it was too dark in my room or, or that, you know, the fonts weren't big enough. It was because God began to shift my view. Yeah, God, to his view. God, God began to shift uh, just this morning, and I said, Lord, do we even have time to get to the meat of what you're given, you know, with all these scriptures and stuff? Lord, is there time for me to, to just run through what you have given me? And I thank God, um, because God is faithful, like the uh, prayer warrior said, and, and how she ended the prayer with that declaration that he's faithful. Yeah, God, and when you are obedient unto God, that it is his job to make sure all 
things work together for the good. Amen. And so um, as I begin to rewrite the whole entire the whole entire lesson for this morning, he begins to remind me of some things. And I just want to share with you just before I get into the, the, the context of the text that we've read, I'm a big fan of Project Runway. My mom, my husband, my daughter, they can tell you I love Project Runway. I love watching the show. I've watched probably every season, every episode. Um, and what I love the most is to watch the designers design from their point of view. And so during the show, if you've never seen it, week after week what these designers are given, they're given a challenge to come up with different types of specific looks suitable for what they uh, call the runway. It's suitable for walking in. It's ready to wear. It's something that you could leave the house with right now or put up in a store for people to admire and to purchase. They could walk out of um, any department store or any designer store, any boutique, wearing the garments that was created by the designer. And so once they've created their look, then they must present them in front of a panel of three judges. Sometimes there's a guest judge, but the, the foundation of the show is really about three judges that look at these uh, different looks and these different designs, and, and they're there to judge them. And, and I love the entire show, but my all-time favorite challenge is uh, the unconventional challenge. They, they have an unconventional challenge that they do on every episode, and it doesn't matter what episode it is. I look forward to the unconventional challenge because this is the challenge where they must make clothing out of everything except for fabric. And and so I've seen them take the designers to candy stores and, and they've taken them to carnivals and to movie theaters, to hardware stores. They, they took them one day to the 99-cent store. They've gone to flower shop or, or even among just a pile of garbage and wreckage in order to challenge them to create something uh, conventional using unconventional materials. And the reason why I like it is because this is something that God was showing me even this morning in the text as he begins to create and to speak into existence mankind, not just male and female, but mankind. And he speaks into the atmosphere. He's already created the heavens and the earth. He's already spoken light into existence. The waters are running and flowing in the firmament. Hallelujah. And he begins to begin to design. But when it comes to his design of us, of, of, of woman and man and mankind, he makes it unconventional. And, and unconventional just simply means that it's not based on or formed or conformed to what is generally done or believed. It means it's unusual and it's irregular or unorthodox. Unconventional means that it's out of the ordinary, it's rare, it's uncommon, or as they say, we are peculiar. And what blows my mind is how the designers, oh God, how the designers can see something unconventional but bring forth a vision of something extraordinary. And, and as God began to show me the text this morning, even though I had to shift from what I thought I was going to teach, the Lord began to show me. He said, I want you to see something, and I want you to explain to them what it is that I'm showing you so that they can see, oh God, what I see, and, and you can explain to them what you saw. And, and God said, I want them to understand that the first thing that I created, ah, the first thing that I made as it pertains to relationship was mankind. He said, the most important relationship that we have on the earth is with God, and the most important and radical relationship that that we have on the earth is one with the one above. And, and the one that's inside of us, the greater that is in us, ah, he, he said, I want you to understand that my aesthetic 
put myself in you, that's unconventional. That's uncommon. That's unheard of. That, that's not something that's usual because usually when there is something or someone living inside of you, ah, God, you normally are pregnant and, and giving birth to that thing. But God said, I am an indwelling. The, the Holy Ghost is an indwelling spirit. And what makes it so amazing is that he thought enough to put his spirit inside of us. But he begins with mankind. As, as he begins to speak mankind into the earth, he said, let us. And, and I love the word us because it shows that he is the first partaker in teamwork and unity. He said, let us make man an hour. And the word hour shows that he's working together with someone. See, when you have a radical relationship, you have to be willing to work together with someone. A radical relationship does not require one sided, uh, one person or one, uh, one, one important person at the, the, in, in the workspace. They said there's no I in team. Uh, you have to build together. And God, even in his infinite imagination, even in his omnipresent attributes, even in his, his, his amazing ways, still has enough sense to say, let us make man in our image. And so the image of God and the likeness of God is, is who the Godhead is. And, and so he's not just talking about the God that's spoken to the existence, but he's talking about the fullness of God, meaning the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so if God can work together at the, in a radical relationship to create mankind, oh God, why can't we work together in ministry? Why can't we work together in relationships? Why can't we work together in marriages? Why can't we work together in companionship and friendship? What is it about us that's bigger than God that we don't think that we need any type of help from anyone, oh, but yet we still want to be able to serve God, but we don't want to serve each other. And this is what God began to show me. He said, see, unconventional, it, it, it's irregular. He said, he said it, and, and what blows my mind about the whole thing, uh, about the unconventional challenge of, of, of the designers on the Project Runway show and, is that they were able to come up with something just amazing. And, and what blew my mind about the shifting into the text of Genesis uh, was that God began to blow my mind about how he used unconventional material. Yes, He said, I, I, I was the first one to use unconventional materials, daughter. He, he said, I want you to understand what they did on Project Runway. I did in Genesis my way. Well, he said, I used unconventional material when I took dirt and I created man. He said, when I blew into his nostrils, they shot. He said, my spirit entered into his flesh, into his body. He said, when I was speaking dominion over them, I shut up. He said, I was giving them authority of all the creepy things, of all the common things, of all the earthly things in the earth. But, but what I had to do was, before they were able, shut up, to come forward and to rule and to run, shut up. What I created, I first had to put ah, my creation in them so that they can be creative. And God said, he said, I was the first one that came up with the unconventional challenge. He said, I was the one that took man in an unconventional, an uncommon, an unorthodox situation, and I brought him forth, and then I put him in the garden. He said, and not only that, he said, he said, have you ever seen on Project Runway, my God in heaven, he said, have you ever seen them use a rib uh, to make a woman? He said, I used a rib. He said, what I did was I did surgery in the garden of and I opened up man's flesh and I and I took from him a part of him yeah, so that he could work with not just with himself but with someone 
have a radical relationship with them. He said, I had to be the center. I had to be in the middle. I had to be a part of my own creation. So what I created first was relationship with mankind. I, the Bible says in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 that there's nothing new under the sun. And so as I began to look at how Project Runway was, was running, I began to see how God had already done these things. They should have shot in Genesis. Oh, my God. He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. See, the image of God is a representation of who God is. He wanted man to be able to represent him in the way that he walked, in, in the way that he looked, in the way that he talked, in the way that he moved. Image is just a representation. He said, and the likeness is the attributes. Ah, he said, the likeness is my character and my characteristics. He said, the moral qualities of who I am, what I put inside man, what I spoke over you before I formed you, what I what I spoke over you before I made you was a representation of me. He said, who shall I send? Who can I send into the earth that will represent what I look like? That's what an image is, a picture of something. He said, who can I represent? Who can I send? How can I make them look like me? How can I make them act like me? How can I make them behave like me? I know, let us, let, let's come together. I need some help on this part. I need some radical relationship in here. I need to be able to get some help making men in our Isha. He said, because our image, Isha and our likeness will give them the power, the dominion, the authority over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle of the field, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so the first thing I want to do, I want to, before they even come into relationship with me, I want them to have the representation of who I am. See, one thing that I, I that I began to, uh, to to listen to the Lord say this morning was He said, "Life disappointments will will cause one to believe." that doing things alone is better than working together with others. What I love about God is, is that he himself in the beginning desires to enter into a covenant relationship with mankind. And, and this is the first and the most important relationship in all the earth. And, and from there on out, all relationships has been made and designed after God's pattern. He, he's the one that sets the standard for us, not only for the bond, but for the expectation he gives us what he expects by creating us and making us in his image and his likeness and speaking into us and over us before we were even us. And so this is what I love the most about God is because his, ah, oh God, his foundation of doing things, his materials, his patterns, his unconventional ways of creating mankind is in such a way uh, that this is the pattern that we ought to follow when it comes to forming and building and establishing and keeping and coming into to covenant in relationships with one another. Now, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that, that we won't have disappointments. It doesn't mean that we won't have disagreements. It doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes along the way, but we serve a God that is a redeeming God. And so even if we mess up in those relationships, even if we even if we make mistakes along the way, God is still a recoverer and a redeemer. He's the first one that covers us, and then he will cover us for our relationships with him and God. And so he developed an outline for us, uh, not just only speaking the foundation into existence, but speaking it into the atmosphere concerning us. And during this time of creation, the creator becomes
becomes even more creative in his aesthetics. Uh, see, God then says, after setting the foundation, he calls forth the Godhead. This is creative work because this is a radical relationship working together. And this will work when you work together. People's hands in this will help bring forth the vision that he envisioned. See, sometimes we think that because God gave us the vision that we don't need help working out the vision. But the Bible says uh, to write the vision and make it plain so that he that reads it could run on with it. Somebody has to see what you saw in order for them to run with what you work in. Right, God, he said, work daily, work daily so that he will be able to see what he saw in his imagination that became his image, that became you, me, and everybody on the line, that became his attributes and his likeness. And this is why we not only have the contents of God, which is the word of God, the spirit of God dwelling in us, uh, but we should have the character of God, the behavior of God, the covenant with God. And when we have a covenant with God, it's easy to have a covenant with someone else. And covenant just means mutual. That means that I agree with you agree. He said it comes from the Latin word, which means to come together. Uh, The hardest thing for us to do as believers is to come together. Why? Because the enemy likes to divide us. The enemy likes to sow discord. The enemy likes to sow confusion. The enemy likes to sow seeds of envy and jealousy. And you think because someone is further than you, that you don't really need them, that you're going to work this will by yourself. But I dare you to get connected into radical covenants with someone that is doing what you're wanting to do or what you're trying to do or what you know that you need help doing. God said it's time out for us to feel that we have to do this by ourselves. If we serve a God that says, I'll never leave nor forsake you, he said, and I make my creation in my image and in my character and my attributes and in my behavior, they're not going to leave you because they're going to hear from me too. And then you come into covenant with one another. See, a covenant is an oath. It's a binding promise to each other to work together to reach a common goal. It's not a contract. Yeah, it's available. See, because contracts can be broken, but covenants are relational and personal. It's not just set aside for marriages or for soul relationships. It's also for relationships between groups and nations and individuals, for relationships that is on this line or even the ecclesia or even whatever church, home, or family you belong to, whatever government, whatever country, whatever you belong to, it's to group nations and individuals together, not just for marriage. God said, I didn't just create the marriage in the in the garden for the two. He said the two became one. God said, I mixed them together so that it will be one flesh, meaning that I can see what he sees and he can see what I see. But first we got to see what God saw. So there is a three-cent cord. You need God in every relationship, whether that's your homegirl or your homeboy. You need God to be in the center and in the middle of that relationship. You need God for every every covenant that you are keeping with others. Contracts and covenants are not the same thing. While a contract is legally binding, a covenant is a spiritual agreement, meaning that I'm agreeing in my spirit, man, to bring forth the things that God has shown me in the spirit realm so that they will be able to manifest itself and that I can speak into something, into nothing, and cause it to be something that I have made like my father, and I can speak into an empty space and say, let it be, and it shall. That's the type 
of dominion and power God gave us as creators and creators. Uh, just like our creator created creation. He said a contract is an agreement between two parties while a covenant is a pledge. A, co- a con- covenant is an agreement that you cannot break. Oh, God, a covenant is a promise that you shouldn't break. I know I was reading in the scriptures where it says that it's better not to make a vow than to make one and break one. And then to make excuses while you're breaking this promise to God. God said it's best that you don't even make this agreement, this promise, this covenant with me, this vow with me, than to make it and then break it. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. He said, God shows up. God shows up when he's supposed to meet Adam in the garden. And and God and Adam hears. Adam hears the sounds of God. Listen, listen. Adam hears the sounds of God. Before Adam hears the voice of God. That day Adam hears God's sound. Yes, yes, Before he hears God's voice. Ah, shut up. God was showing me. He said, I have a sound ah, that comes with me. I have a sound that even before I speak, you'll hear. Yes. Yeah. He said, I have a sound that is accompanied with my presence. Ah, Adam heard my sound and that's what made him hid. Ah, that's what made him hide. He, he said, he heard my sound and then I called out, where are you? He said, the reason why I said, where are you? Is because you broke covenant with me. Yes. You broke fellowship with me. Yeah. You broke a shuttle and something is broken in the garden. Yes. He said, when I made when I created the heavens and the earth. If you if you go back six days ago, got to go back, flip back to Genesis one and, and begin to look at all that I created. He said, and everything that I created worked. But I found something broken in my garden. He said, I found something broken. He said, and it wasn't the water. It, it, it wasn't in the trees. It wasn't in the, the heavens. He said, it wasn't in the mountains. It wasn't in the cattle or the creepy things. What I found broken and hidden was mankind. I found man and woman broken. See, the reason why most of us can't go into covenant relationships with others. Uh, yeah, that, that was, uh, <laughs> the reason why most of us can't keep covenant relationships with one another is because we're broken. Yes, We're still broken. Yes, God said, I found something broken in the garden. He said, I found it broken. And when you're broken, people of God, you'll hide. Yes. When you're broken, you'll hide because you don't want people to see your brokenness. You don't want people to see your mistakes and your, your mess up. You don't want people to see your struggles, your truth, and who you really are. So, so what we do to avoid covenant radical relationships, that close togetherness, that bond, we hide when we're broken. We we hide when we mess up. We we hide when we make mistakes. And so Adam heard the sound of God. 
say he's broken. Him and his wife. Not only did they break covenant, but now they're broken and they're hiding from God. So what's on them shows up in them. God said, it doesn't matter how much you dress up the hurt. It doesn't matter how much you try to put on a smile on your face. What in you will show up? How do you know, Rev? Because they put on aprons. They made aprons for themselves. Ah, God, thank you. They made aprons to cover up their nakedness, their flaws, their mistakes. They try to cover their mistake by, by dressing themselves before they are being addressed by God. God said, God said, let me let me just look a little bit in the garden and, and, and see what caused this disruption and and, 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 and and this dismantling, this brokenness in the relationship and the covenant that I had with my son. To cause him, not just him, but him and his partner to, to go and hide. He said it was brokenness that caused the disobedience. He said disobedience will cause you to break covenant relationships. He said disobedience will cause fear that will cause you to break covenant relationships. He said, disobedience will cause fear that will cause a break and deception to cause division in your relationship with God. He said, and, and, and because I live in mankind, because I live in you, because I live in my people, I want you to understand that, that the division that you are causing, even if you run to God and run away from people, God, Jesus Christ himself says, I came into the world not to be served, so that I, but I can serve. And so when you break covenant, when there is a vision among the brotherhood, among the sisterhood, it's because of brokenness, disobedience, fear, or deception. Ah, and we can't have a relationship with one another if we can't keep covenant with God. God has to be the center and the foundation of our relationship, even with each other. Ah, if it wasn't for the grace of God, oh God, if it wasn't for the grace of God, if, if it wasn't that I decide to remain in covenant with him, I wouldn't fool with half the people that I have to deal with because people can be mean and nasty and petty. Because I have a covenant and a relationship with God, I know how to humble myself and love others, even those that don't really like you. It's because of the promise and the vow and the covenant, the connection that we have with God, that we're able to even be in contact or close proximity working together with people who don't even and like to work. Ah, God. He said he's not, he's not only he God, when God created the foundation of relationships, he created it with him in mind. Not only with him in it, but him being a part of those connections between us and everyone else. God has to be a part of those connections, and this is why he connects. 
He connects man and woman, oh God, with a rib. And, and he said, I'm trying to connect with myself with you in the beginning when I spoke you into existence. Ah, when we connected you, we connected you to be a part of us. We connected you to be like us. We connected you to be in our image. Ah, but there's a disconnect because there's something broken in man. Ah, there's something broken in man that keeps causing relationships to be broken with God, which then causes relationships to be broken with others. He said, but there is a cause and a cure. He said, the cause is because we are fearful and we're disobedient in our ways. We are Some things that are hidden in us will show up broken around. He said, but there's a cure and it's called love. God said he loves us so much that he'll keep covering us and recovering us. See, God is a God of recover. I thank God because there is a part on Project Runway where the, the, the designers, they make something and, and there's a decision to be made by the judges and they say, well, you know what? We want to eliminate this person but 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 and they, they're talking among themselves but they said, let's give them another chance to, to go back and take their design that they presented before us and redesign it. Let's give them an opportunity to go back. They got 30, 30 minutes to an hour on stage right in front of us to redesign their design, uh, to rethink what they created, to, to redo what they presented. That's that we ought to rethink how we present ourselves to God so that when we reintroduce ourselves to men, that they see us in the image and the likeness. He said, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So they begin to redesign their initial designs and, and they begin to recover and to break off and to tear away the things that they initially created. What God is doing in Genesis 3 and 21 is he's recovering what they designed. He said, let me go ahead and take these leaves off that y'all created and made aprons to serve me because I am the God that's going to serve you. And what I'm going to do in this moment is I'm going to rip away all the leaves that you got covering your naked self up. He said, and I'm going to sacrifice a, 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 an animal in the garden for the first time. There has to be bloodshed. He said, there has to be bloodshed because now I'm going to make you uh, coats and skins of leather, they said. He said, and I'm going to clothe you, and this is my way to recover you. I want you to know today that God is a God excellent in his recovery status. And I know one thing, that there are some broken people on this line still sick in their minds over situations that they have not healed from. Uh, but God said that I want you to know that I've turned the victory room into a recovery room. He said there are nurses standing by. There are doctors on the line. There are people that are willing to pray with you. If you would just come forward and quit hiding. And hiding because of your brokenness. If you speak up and let somebody know that you ain't got it all together. If you quit faking the funk and trying to be something that you're not. Yeah, because you think I'm going to judge your aprons. No, I'm not going to judge them. I'm going to recover them. There are consequences to your disobedience. There are consequences to our actions. Yeah, but one thing that you know for sure is that I still love you, God says. He says, so I want you to take off the aprons and let me recover you. And I got my shot. Let me recover you with the skin and the coat and clothe you with righteousness. Because the garments you got on right now, and God, you created them in your disobedience. The garments that you're wearing right now, now. You're covering yourself because of your flaws, but I need to see your nakedness. I need to see what really triggers
triggers you. I need to see why you still keep getting angry. I need to see why you keep messing up. I need to see why you keep disobeying me. I need to see why you keep running from your call. I need to see this shot. He said, I know you hear my sound before you hurt my voice. He said, I know you heard my sound walking in the victory room before the declaration went up. Because there was a sound of declaration going through the prayer. I know you heard my sound before the word came forth, before I began to speak and ask you, where are you? Where are you? God said, it's not good that man should be alone. So I'm going to make him help, a help meet for him. And God begins to create help. God begins to create help. And I want you to know that God didn't stop creating help in the garden. God has created people to help people, to help people, so that this thing becomes a radical relationship among believers, among believers. And I want you to understand that believers is not just the male, it's the woman too. Believers are, are the young and the youth, the children. Believers come in different sizes, shapes, and colors. Believers, believers are not are not built out of just one branch of Zion. But believers are, are all around us in this atmosphere, in this world. But, but we are so disconnected and hiding from from others that that we can't get the help we need because we make mistakes and we're so ashamed of our mistakes. But God is saying today that, that I want you yeah, to represent represent the material, the the unconventional material that I created. Women, God said, I need to see you again, ribs. I I need to see you again, bones. I need to see you again, dirt. I, I, I need you see you again, men. I, I need you to come out of hiding today because God is so amazing in fighting our hiding spaces. He, he's so uh, amazing in walking through situations that's unconventional. Uh, and, and when he went to see Thomas, when he went to see the disciples after his resurrection, he goes into a place where they're locked in the room, and he, he doesn't go through the door, but he shows up in the presence. Why? Because God knows how to show up in your hiding spaces, even with your door locked and your light off. God says, I'm perfect at this. I, I'm the one that you should present your, your nakedness to. I, I need to see the, the garments that you put on you that, that I didn't make because I didn't even bring you in this world with that junk on. And, and you hid yourself because now you see yourself for who you really are, but but God said, show me who you really are so that I can show you who you really belong to and, and who lives in you and, and how great you are because I'm living inside you. God, God said, I need you to present your bodies a, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, it's reasonable for you to serve me. It's, it's reasonable for you to serve me by serving others. This is what a radical relationship entails, is your service to others because you serve God. 
Yeah, and because you serve God, you don't mind serving one another. It's, it's not about you. And, and when everybody can get into their minds that it's not about them, then we all begin to help each other build that thing that God has showed us and created us and redesigned in us that we can be able to build the kingdom of God, hey God, which is at hand. Hallelujah. We will begin to build each other up with words of encouragement. Hey God, we will begin to build all the areas that was broken, we begin to redesign. We begin to redesign and and from our point of view and, and, and see the aesthetics of who we are, the, the true design, the fearfully and the wonderfully made, that God made us. And, and, and we begin to look in the mirror and to really see who we are in God. And, and no matter how tall or short or, or wide or or or, or, or limb that we are, that we are still made in his image, and in his likeness, and, and that he loved us so much, uh, that he brought us the word that was made flesh. See, see, uh, one of the unconventional challenges on Project Runway is that they use newspaper. They use newspaper for one of the unconventional challenges, and that's how the word became flesh to dwell among us. That's what, see, I was the first one using newspaper. I was the first one using the paper, the pages of the word. I, I use the script to come on to come into the world. I was the one that used writing on a page to come and live and dwell among you. That didn't come from Project Runway. That came from the true designer. The one and only living God. Hallelujah. The true God. He said, man, man and woman, come out of your hiding places. Where are you? Where are you? As as you begin to sit and contemplate if God is talking to you, then yes, if you had to question it, then it must be you. But but today is the day that you come out of your hiding space naked and unashamed so that he can recover you in this place that we need him the most. We need his unconventional material anyway. We need the blood over us. And that's why it had to be blood shed in the garden because we need to be covered with the blood. And so your mistakes are covered under the blood. So the, the, the kind of devil in hell go back and knock on the door that God closed and bring forth his mistakes because he said, I've cast them in the sea of forgetfulness. Remember them no more. Why do you keep bringing it up to yourself? Where are you? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Before we go back into the morning and the comments and commentary, can we just take 30 seconds, y'all? 30 seconds. Just come off mute. 30 seconds. Obedience. 30 seconds. Come off of mute and give God praise. Come off of mute and give Jesus, <laughs> 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 
just for comments, questions, anything that you have, you need a scripture that you didn't catch, anything, you know, open it up at this time. Amen. Praise God. I would like to say that this line was such a encouraging and a blessing this morning. Um, I saw the post on um, Pastor LaFleur uh, post, um, and uh, I do follow her as we follow each other on social media. Also, we know each other um, just physically. I thank God for this. I thank God for the visionary of this line. I didn't catch her name. I came on, and when I come on, I don't like to interrupt. So I just uh, muted my phone, but I am so inspired and so encouraged by the message today and by the uh, praise and worship that she sent me up to another place. And I'm like, uh, I definitely got to stay on. I'm on so many uh, platforms of prayer. I had to mute the other prayer because I wanted to um, uh, just, God is just awesome, and I want to thank you guys. I don't want to take up too much time because I know that others would like to give their affirmation and their thanksgiving for the line. So to the visionary and to the praise and worship, to the scripture reader, uh, all that had a part in this awesome uh, prayer call, to the message and the food and substance to my spirit and soul today. I thank all of you. I'm uh, from Prince of Peace Ministries. Our senior pastor is Dr. Malcolm L. Gaines. I am his wife. Amen. Praise God with a calling that God is calling us forward to come out of that place. Amen. As the pastor said, uh, stand up and give an account for who he is. Praise God. And so thank you guys again. If I see a post again, I would definitely uh, come on and support uh, the prayer of Visionary and her um, quest to get the word out and get the unity and bond and back into the fold of Christ in the gospel. So I am grateful today. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, First Lady Gaines. I love you. Good morning, Kathy. Oh, my God. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Oh, my God. This is Didi. I cannot stop crying, and I'm at work, so I'm outside by the play yard just to compose myself. Oh, God. Covenant versus contract. You said so much, and you touched on one of my Friday Night Live shares about being free and how you said, oh, my God, the covering, and how we need to really show up to who we really are. But what I got when you were talking and forgive me if I go off, but Crane in the Sky, that song talks about what you said, right? We show up, we look good, our relationships could be so raggedy, but not radical because we're not being who we really are, even in some marriages. And I'm saying it because I've learned so much in this pandemic that not even judging, but people comparing. And one thing I'm glad about is I'm who I am, really. So my front row is not going to change too much because I really, um, I cherish my relationship, but I also know that I made a covenant with God. I didn't know that the first time I got married. I didn't understand it. But in this here one, I get it. So it's not about um, the material part of it. And I think some people get that confused, right? So you can't um, dispose relationships with anybody because they're not 
they're not able to do what you think they should do. If that makes sense, just love. And when you yeah. are together, and it's then that good and bad comes into play. So I really think a lot of relationships are being um, aborted because people are not being their authentic selves. And so That's you right. can shop it away, you can fly it away, you can dress it up. But until you deal with the real you and show up, you're going to continue to go from relationship to relationship to relationship, and you're not going to be healthy. And you, like you said, broken people continue to attract broken people. So I thank you this morning. Let me go before these little kids get scared. I love you. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Love you too. Good, good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Good this morning. is Valerie. God bless you this morning. I uh, totally agree with you. everything Dee Dee said Ooh. and everything you said. Now, the word that's coming to me, I, um, what God keeps saying as you, as you started this morning, um, you released or you discharged the fire. And, and so it's, it's with, with everything, with everything about who we are, right? We know who and whose we are. So go forth in that, whatever God has called us to do for these relationships, um, to, to build, to grow. And it's about connecting, collaborating. It's about community. Um, we're already established, and all I hear is fire. And fire, you know, is hot, and we're burning. So I thank you for releasing or discharging that fire on this line today, on this more than a call movement. God bless you, and I hear your freedom and your, your peace and your roar. I love you. God bless you. I love you, too. God bless you, Valerie. Amen. Bless God. Amen, Miss Kathy. Kathy, Kathy, you know, fire in the hole. I can't even scream it today because of the spirit that is moving. Um, I thank you for turning, um, well, not turning, because declare victory. It is what it is. It's declare victory. But you said yes. that the victory room is the recovery room today. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. That is the whole vision, the view of what it is. I, I I work in the hospital, so just to be able to prepare that and be physically and, you know, be able to see it and, and connect it was just like, wow, oh, my God, and to see who the chief, yeah. the chief, not the chief doctor, not the chief surgeon, but the head chief of it all, yeah. orchestrating it was amazing. So God bless you for your share. I am so full of gratitude this morning that he never leaves us uncovered. So to God be the glory. God bless you. I love you. God bless you. I love you too. Amen. The great physician, the great physician in the recovery room. Bless God. Yo, 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 yo. Can you right hear me? <laughs> yes, we hear you. Hey, hey, this is Brother Ian, the place to be. Listen, um, Good morning, first of all. God bless you. Pastor Kathy, uh, I just love the anointment on, 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 on your um on the cadence as well as the timbre of your delivery. Lord, it's just it's it's, it's, it's uh, you can feel the spirit of God move on you. You are definitely a preacher. I love your uh, declaration. Listen, I um Terms of radical relationships, you know, I, I love what you talked about. You know, um, when you mentioned, um, talked about Romans 12, you know, our reasonable sacrifice. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We have a father who loves us so much. He's like, I don't want you to give over. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and those who worship the pagans, 
you know, uh, 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 gods or whatever, or whatever idols you want. You know, say enemy wants you to give you all and more than your all, and and and, and to give to to where you can't give no more and there's no That's reward. Right. But God says, you know, in His Word says, listen, all I want you to do is is, is just recognize yeah. and pick up your cross, but you ain't got to, but you ain't got to be put on the cross. God already did that for you. Understand? And 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 and, and so. Sacrifice is just, it's just, right. reasonable it. sacrifice is just a way of letting me know that, that you love me, that, that, yeah. that this is a part of relationship, the radical part of relationship is that God goes over and above and beyond exceedingly and above all that we can either think or imagine. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God be all he asks is, is, is like any um, loving parents, you just, you just obey. Obey not because yeah. I just said so. Obey not just because I just put these things I want you to jump through hoops, but obey and understand because I know what's best for you in your life. I can see where you're going through. I can see yeah. the obstacles in your way. I can see where the traps are. I can see what will take you out of that because I am God. That's because right. beginning to end, I know in each and every one of our lives. So I want Amen. you to give me a reasonable sacrifice yes. to, let, to, yes. to let me know that you hear me, that you understand yes. me, that you're willing right. to trust me and to believe in me. Yeah. And as long as you Thank enter that relationship, God takes care of the radical part. Yes, he does. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, 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 so. So if we're doing that and, and we and we feel and we feel afraid that he gives us the comfort. When we feel lonely, he gives us the companionship. When we feel hungry and thirsty, he'll feed us like he feeds the Israelites in the world in our wilderness moments, all the way from heaven or out of the rock. Yeah. That's right. So thank you. Thank you once again for for um blessing us this morning. And, and give my God. love to your uh, husband. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Bless you, Brother Eve. Love you. Love you. Pastor Kathy, good morning. This is Sister Cynthia. I just wanted to say I enjoyed the preaching. I enjoyed your word. Something to go back and listen to and just keep hearing it and 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 putting it in my spirit and my soul. Thank you very much for your word yeah. today. Very so good. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you. Uh, I enjoyed your declaration this morning and how lovely it is that God would be mindful of where we are. Yeah. <laughs> we are missing. We're missing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where's my baby? <laughs> where's my baby? Thank you. I I really enjoyed your declaration. What a great word! And it's always good to hear your sound. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor Lafleur. God bless you, Evan Johnson. Do you really, really walk? That word this morning, um, 
I needed to hear it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. I was what? I was one time. I was hiding. Yes. And I thank God that because of your preaching and your diligence, and you showed me the word like on a daily basis in your prayer that I came out of hiding. Thank and you. And I Lord. begin to walk back into where God wants me to instead of hiding, instead yes, of being broken. I was that one. And you told the story in a spiritual way. But I thank God that I'm no longer bound, that I am I bound. Can... And that I don't, yeah. I'm not naked and afraid that I am walking this walk. Thank but I you, thank Jesus. God for the message this morning because it tore down some things that I was still battling yeah. with. Hallelujah. Yeah. But it showed well, me that I don't have to stay there. That's right. And it's That's a battle right. every day to. Kill the flesh. Yeah, Lord, for um, guiding me this morning. I'm I'm glad God used you to show me. Thank you, God. It was a wonderful word. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Yes, glory to God. Love you. Love you so much, God. I love you too. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Good morning, good morning, Pastor LaFleur. This is Persistent Priscilla. Good um, morning. Uh, good morning. I just want to um, come behind what the sister just said, that it was really a good word. Um, I don't, the word enjoyment doesn't come up for me um, because uh, you uh, exposed to me, you know, things that I'm that I need to take a look at a harder look at um he gave me a vision as you were as the holy spirit was using you and you were preaching the word and came across so powerfully um I saw him taking off a tight tight you know like a too tight top and when you get to your head part it gets stuck and you're trying to get it over your head and your shoulders that's the vision that he gave me of myself taking something off of me, this too tight layer. And, mm. and, um, um, and why, when I got to my head, I got stuck. Uh, I believe because there's so much in my head. Um, mm. I tend to be a little bit too analytical and a thinker too much. Um, right. and, 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 um, little things are come, come up as, 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 as you battle this, change. I really want the freedom. I really want the liberty. I really don't want to walk in and and not be this, walk in this broken uh, state and stay there because that's not where he called us to. I know I'm on the potter's wheel. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But, you know, this week I, I let the enemy in, in the littlest things that I said and didn't even realize I said it until the Holy Spirit took me back and I had to reflect on what I said and why the outcome, what 
it was, is I let the enemy in. And, and where does that come from? And why am I doing that? Um, and, and being very introspective with myself and, and um, processing it and lining it up with the word of God, trying to ask the right questions, all of that for that deliverance, because this was definitely a deliverance word. Um, and I just am grateful for God loving us so much to and into radical obedience. It takes radical obedience to the littlest, to the detail of everything that we are, you know, we find ourselves in, in some of these uh, uh, conversations or um, wherever it is, whatever, whatever, whatever you find, you've got to walk in the truth. And that's that radical relationship from the radical obedience. And I'm just yeah. grateful for his love. That's what I feel this morning. This is a love message as well. I love you so much. I don't want you to stay in the position in where you are. I have deliverance. I have restoration for you. I have a covenant with you, and I am not leaving you, and you will come out of this. But I need for you to be obedient. I need for you to understand where you are in our relationship. And that's what I heard this morning. And I'm just grateful because that totally positioned my, repositioned my thinking. Um, Thank you. But I, I, you know, it's not, the word enjoyment is not coming up for me. It's just, it's work. (laughs) I don't know, hopefully that makes sense. And that's honest. You know, that's honest. But the Bible teaches us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so one thing that God, that, and uh, we have to do that on a, daily base, you know, a lot of times when we look at things a certain way, are we looking at them in the natural or are we looking at them in the spirit? And things are in the natural, they tend to discourage or uh, disrupt some of the promises that God has made to us. Um, and so when we when we see things as literal, especially for people who, you know, um, are overthinkers, when we see things so literal, we, we you said when you were pulling the shirt over your head, you got stuck there, stuck in your head. And so relationship is a heart thing because it frees your, your mind to be renewed over and over for God to give you a different angle to see things from a different perspective, um, from a spiritual perspective as opposed to a natural um, so that we we can understand where he's taken us that looks beyond where we are, you know, so that we can see what, what hasn't happened yet, um, but that there is an expectation for them to come to pass. And so you don't have to be stuck right there. If you choose to stay stuck, that's a choice. But whom the sun sets free is free indeed. That means mind, body, spirit, and soul. So I thank you for your share. God bless you. Definitely will be praying with you. And just continue. Continue. I'm glad that you are transparent and honest about where you are, but know that where you are isn't where you'll always be. That change and shift happen. Happen. Amen. And he doesn't want me to do it alone. He knows that we need help. You need help, and so that's where we I, all do. Yeah, that's where I'm praying. Yeah, yeah, and I that's why I appreciate I appreciate this word from God so much, because He obviously wants to get us all and set us all free, no matter where we are. And I appreciate that. Thank Amen. you, sister. Thank you so much. Amen. Love. Amen.
Anyone else? Amen. If there is no one else. Hey. This is Gloria. Good morning. God bless you, sister. Good morning. Thank you so much for that powerful word. And as um, Holy Spirit was ministering, and I just kept thinking about different times that I've had surgeries and been in recovery. And the recovery Mm -hmm. room is a place of settling and letting you become readjusted to what has been taken out, removed, corrected. And so yes. I just bless him for this time of of recovery that he's given to us. And I really so appreciate you in your um, just being obedient to the spirit and just how allowing him to move through you and to minister to us. God bless you. I love you so much. Love you too. God bless you, Gloria. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Amen. Well, good morning. God morning. Great morning. Happy Thursday to everyone. Fire in the hole, as always. I thank God for your share this morning. Um, While you were preach teaching, every time you would use your language, Mm -hmm. I could hear the sound of water. So not only was this a deliverance message, Not only was this a message that brought healing and restoration, but I literally, even as I'm speaking, hear the word refreshing. Um, There is freedom. God cannot heal what we hide. Mm. And so just from a place of obedience, um, I, I hear the Lord say, for those of you that know Um, I remember once upon a time when you were hiding. It is so nice to see you in your free place in this season where hiding is no longer an option because you recognize in the natural and the spirit that you are necessary. There are some sounds on this call, and I want to tell you that uh, your necessary was watered this morning. The thing in your belly that knows that you are necessary um, and everything that opposes the truth of what the heavens are declaring in the firmaments was confirmed with the release of the refreshing this morning. So every dead thing uh, that you tried to bury, uh, the Lord has Mm -hmm. literally sent a refreshing. And I want in obedience... Um, to what I hear ringing in the spirit, if you would, if you would just say, I will never hide again. I'm literally going to count to three for those of you that are on mute. And then Kathy, I'm going to turn it right back over to you. I want you to say out of your mouth, I will never hide again. This is Dion saying this, I will never hide again. So on the count of three, for those of you that know that God cannot heal what we hide, God will not use what we hide, God will not honor what we hide that he desires to illuminate. Stay out of your mouth on the count of three. I will never hide again. One, two, and three. 